0: Metaxas show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas show. I'm really thrilled right now uh, to get to talk to Naomi Wolf. She has a book out called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. Naomi, welcome back.
1: Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for having me.
0: There's so much to say on this subject. You've recently been uh, posting more information. For, for my audience uh, members who would not be familiar with you or the book, give us a, a, a brief version um, of what you say in the book, and then we can get more specific.
1: Sure thing. So this book is a sequel, essentially, to a book I wrote in 2008 called The End of America, in which I warned that there could be a fascist coup in the United States. And sure enough, starting in 2020, um, The Bodies of Others argues that a fascist coup has taken place and that um, a handful of bad actors, and I I must say I was uh, kind of ahead of the general... uh, Understanding that this is the case, you know, when I named them in the book, um, have have colluded to wage war against humanity, essentially in the in the guise of addressing a COVID pandemic. And these bad actors include Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, I should say, um, the Wellcome Foundation, uh, big tech companies, uh, and China, the Chinese Communist Party, and that they they kind of with parallel agendas not always aligned, but going in the same direction, have used the pandemic to seek to dissolve Western strengths, Western communities, Western civilization, and are especially targeting Western and especially American children. And they've been largely successful in um, disempowering human beings, empowering technology, empowering technocrats, um, empowering the tyrannical regime of the Chinese Communist Party that wants Our demise. Uh, And since that book was published, I've also been overseeing a project um, via the War Room and Daily Clout uh, where a group of 3,500 experts, medical and scientific experts, have read through the Pfizer documents and issued reports. So, to add to the argument of the book, is the evidence that is mounting up through those reports that. The um, mRNA injections are are acting, in effect, as a as a bioweapon. Um, so that is the. Okay.
0: I, okay, I just have to interrupt you because there, there are people listening, and they're you know they're going to check their radio sets because they're saying, "What did I just hear, folks?" Um, uh, Naomi uh, Wolf and I graduated in the class of 1984 at Yale University. Uh, in most of our lives, we've been on different ends of the political spectrum, but we uh, and many, many others are seeing things that are nothing less than astonishing. And so if you initially want to dismiss it as a conspiracy theory, I certainly can't blame you because it's very difficult to believe that this kind of evil could have arisen in our time. However, it has, and we need to face it. So we need to be clear about what it is. So, Naomi, when, when, when someone like you, uh, who are a Rhodes scholar, says something like this, I know that the mainstream media, they simply cannot bear even to allow a modicum of credibility to these things. They just have to instantly uh, put up the walls and dismiss you, uh, marginalize you, try to cancel you, as they've done with me and others. Uh, but you've been really brave in this. And so when you make a statement like that, I just want to be clear what you said, that sure. you have experts that have looked at the Pfizer documents who are concluding something horrific that the facts bear out the idea that, that we're talking about bioweapons. So g- get specific about that, because this sure. is some people hearing this and it's, it's just hard for them to take in. You, you understand
1: Yeah, it's obviously it's a lot. I mean, I live with this every day, but I just want to note that, you know, as you mentioned, I'm extraordinarily highly credentialed in all of the with all of the establishment credentials Uh, with, you know, with with you. We were classmates at Yale, as you mentioned. Then I was a, a Rhodes Scholar. Then I got a DPhil from the University of Oxford. I advised a presidential campaign. I advised a vice president. I've written eight bestsellers. Um, I've published in every major news outlet. I've had four columns. Uh, I could not be more credentialed. Um, And it is the case that when I began reporting, as I always have done for 35 years, on significant women's health concerns that were being raised by the mRNA injections in uh, June of last year, I was immediately deplatformed from Twitter and uh, called a conspiracy theorist. And there was a kind of a global attack on my reputation. So I guess all I would say about that is, it's turned out since that happened, that it was both the White House, apparently, and the CDC cons- colluding with Twitter, to target me for an accurate tweet about women experiencing menstrual harms and to deplatform platform and smear me. All of this is just to say, what I'm gonna walk your viewers through is certainly very shocking. Um, but I was right in that tweet. Um, I've been right throughout my career. I, you know, the end of America was prescient. All the things I predicted came true or are coming true. Everything I've warned people about since the pandemic began are literally coming true on the timeline that I've been warning them. Um, so people should look at the evidence. Don't take my word for it. All of these reports. Uh, again, created by physicians, biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, lab scientists, biological scientists, they're all up on the Daily Cloud website with primary source documentation. So I guess the reason I'm being this kind of firm and clear about it is that time is short. There's a genocide underway. I don't say this rhetorically. I don't say it lightly. And every single thing I'm saying is abundantly backed up with primary source documentation. And it's the best possible primary source documentation because the Pfizer documents are internal records uh, created by Pfizer, shared with the FDA, that both entities thought would never see the light of day. And a court order compelled them to be released. So you don't get more solid documentation than that. It the, the evidence that this uh, injection, the effect of it is to name and kill and sterilize is not my rhetorical narrative. It's right there in these documents that, that I've witnessed and that these 3,500 experts are working with.
0: Now, there are so many questions. First of all, I want to tell folks the title of the book is The Bodies of Others, The Bodies of Others by Naomi Wolf. Now, Naomi, so um, – When you say that it was a court order that forced uh, these revelations, these documents to come to light, so you and your team and so many experts can pour over them, have poured over them, and you find – let's be specific. When you say um, that uh, just extraordinary harms, you use the word genocide. Let's get into that. What do you mean when you say that? Is this intentional? Is this semi-intentional? Is this collateral damage? What do you mean?
1: All right. Well, first, I should give you the headlines, some of the headlines of the kind of damage that's documented, and then I can get to the question of intentionality. All right. Um, And and I guess before I I dive into that, I also want to say about people being, you know, shocked um, and the media censoring this kind of information that My book, The Bodies of Brothers, points out that the media was purchased by the people who are benefiting from these these injections and from the vaccine passports that they were meant to usher in. Um, The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, according to the Columbia Journalism Review and The Nation, flowed millions of dollars to buy up, essentially, the BBC, The Guardian, NPR, um, news outlets in the name of overcoming vaccine hesitancy. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is also invested in the vaccines and invested in the vaccine passports.
0: Hang hang on, we're going to go to break. Folks, we've got plenty more with Naomi Wolf. I cannot underscore the seriousness of what we're discussing. I I simply cannot, folks. Uh, Share this interview with as many people as you can. The book is The Bodies of Others. We'll be right back. I finally made a tricky French connection you winked and gave me your okay. I'll take you on a trip beside the ocean and drop the to top of nothing Folks, welcome back. I'm talking to Naomi Wolf um, about where we are in the world. This is utterly chilling stuff. It's so chilling that it's very difficult to process, um, but it's true, uh, and it's not just right that we process it and face it, but it's our duty uh, to our fellow men and women, uh, and I would certainly say to God, to speak out because these things are happening. We can't look away. We, We don't have the right. We have a duty to face them and to speak up. So, Naomi, you were just sharing... About how millions and millions of dollars were spent to get the media on the side of those pushing the vaccines, creating terms like vaccine hesitancy to basically demonize anyone like you and me who would say, wait a minute. I don't think it's a good idea to to take the vaccine. I think it's a very, very bad idea to take the vaccine. We were silenced. You were silenced. Just for having you on this program to discuss this, that's what YouTube used. They went back two months and found our interview and said, ah, that's strike three. And they wiped uh, this program off of YouTube. And I say this just to let people know, folks, who would do that? What kind of people are we dealing with? that are so afraid of these discussions that they would take those measures. And are you are, – are, are, are people are are you going to face this? Or are you just going to say, well, who you know, who cares? Uh, you better care, which is why I, I, I want to have this discussion – continue discussion with Naomi. So, Naomi, you're saying things that are um, difficult to comprehend, but let, let's just continue to go through it. You used the word sure. genocide. Uh, yeah, and you said to- that the BBC and NPR and all of these others – whom we would ordinarily trust on the basics, you know, on the, on the basics. They reported, they reported that the queen died and we don't say, well, they always lie. We just, we just assume that that's their job is to report on, but they have ceased to do that. And now we find out, you find out that they were paid, but paid by whom?
1: Um, Well, paid by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation directly in many, many cases. uh, But also with the CARES Act, That was a billion dollars of our taxpayer money and millions of it went to buying up what were called trusted messengers, community groups, um, small news outlets, uh, you know, local synagogues and churches. And, um, you know, I've got a filmmaker working on the Jehovah's Witnesses, um, you know, being influenced in this direction as well, uh, buying up. Um, little arts organizations, uh, you know, all the way down to the most local level uh, to, to speak with a unified voice, to um, to exclude people who challenged uh, the narrative that everyone had to be vaccinated. So a great deal of money has gone into basically buying up our civil society institutions and our media to suppress misinformation. And lastly, big tech is invested in these these outcomes and the bodies of others explains exactly how Uh, and an America first legal FOIA um, and also a subsequent lawsuit by the Attorney General of Missouri and the Attorney General of Louisiana showed, as I mentioned, that CDC and the White House were colluding directly with Twitter and Facebook to silence critics like me who were saying truthful things. Um, and, and, And that's, well, that's unlawful, But The Bodies of Others explains how big tech companies benefit from lockdowns, um, benefit from driving people out of in-person spaces and onto digital platforms because they can't worship in person. They can't go to town halls in person. They can't be educated in person. Um, The digitization of our public space through these policies has led to a 20 to 23 percent boost in net revenue for big tech companies. This is the world they want. So I I map the collusion of all these people, but my mapping that I did in the bodies of others, very abundantly documented, has been even more validated by these subsequent lawsuits at the highest levels that show the White House and CDC colluding with Twitter and Facebook, you know, clearly YouTube as well, which is owned by, I believe, Facebook, Um, to silence people like you and me. And I just want to say thank you for talking to me, even though your channel was wiped off of YouTube when you had me on telling the truth the last time. That's the right thing to do at a time like this.
0: Well, you know, to quote the book of Esther, we, we're here for such a time as this. This is it's 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 just an honor to be used by God to speak the truth as we are able while we're still able. And it's just a joy uh, to have you on the program because I want people who are listening to hear these things. They're not going to hear these things uh, from any mainstream media outlet. It's I mean, it's look. It's despicable. Let's be clear. It's utterly despicable that uh, people who once believed in journalism and facts and truth have sold their souls to the devil for a dollar, for whatever it is. It's it's genuinely despicable. And I don't know how they can live with themselves. And I hope that at some point, many of them will wake up and understand that they participated in promoting evil and harms uh, to their fellow men and women. But when you talk about Genocide. It's one thing if, if uh, we talk about big pharma, they're greedy and they'll do anything, whether it's the tobacco companies of the past or whatever. They, they don't care if people die. They're making a lot of money. They've got their side of the story. But you're talking about things that are, that are more uh, insidious, more horrifying than that. You're talking about the communist Marxists uh, in China and around the world um, who intentionally want to bring harm. Talk about that because that's the tough, that's tougher to get our heads around.
1: Yes. Well, here's what's happening. Um, the, the Pfizer documents show just massive general harm. And then I'm going to, to speak to the harms directed at reproduction. Um, massive general harms include that they knew, right? It's not like, They rolled it out. They saw that 1,200 people died, and then they stopped immediately. They saw that 1,200 people died in the first three months. Four of them died on the day they were injected, and they kept going. Um, They they knew in the Pfizer documents that 35 teenagers developed myocarditis a week after being injected with the mRNA vaccine, and they kept going. And the FDA gave them an emergency use authorization for teenagers um, the following month. And parents were not informed of the myocarditis risk till four months later by the government. Um, Pfizer knew that the vaccines didn't work. Uh, uh, One month after rollout in November of 2020, they found failure of efficacy and waning efficacy. And the third most common side effect in the Pfizer documents of getting the injection is COVID. So they knew from the start that they didn't work And yet we weren't told that there was waiting efficacy till April of the following year through an Israeli study and, you know, just in time for the boosters. And then the second booster, the third booster. Um, Pfizer knew that there was such a flood of adverse events that they had to hire 2,400 full-time staff just to process the paperwork from the flood of adverse events. Um, They knew that, I mean, what's really scary about the injections is that they can... They, they can damage you more based on um, brand or something as simple as room temperature, what temperature they are, in the sense that Moderna is more than three times more lethal than Pfizer. According to the Pfizer documents, they pulled the 100 microgram dose, which is Moderna's dose, in the Pfizer document tests due to the reactogenicity, which is their word, um, but they didn't tell people who'd had the Moderna shot, you know, that it was too high, that it was causing problems. Uh, so people just got the second shot and the third shot, like my mom, who got myocarditis, or I'm sorry, heart damage after she had a Moderna shot. Um, you, the Pfizer documents show that if that the, the lipid nanoparticles um, solidify at room temperature, they have to be kept very chilled. Um, so that means that you, you can you can harm someone uh, if the instructions are wrong on the label. And some of the batches went out with errors on the label saying you can leave this out for 12 hours instead of two hours, which is the limit you can leave it out. Um, but fast forward, there are 43,000 adverse events that they found within three months. Uh, these include Damage, not just the murders, but damage at a massive scale and things that people are suffering from that they don't realize is due to the vaccine um, and their doctors are being threatened with being delicensed if they tell them like joint pain. I know so many healthy young people who are really crippled now who have arthritis like symptoms. Myalgia is the second most common. I know healthy middle aged people who have a, a muscle pain so severe they have no quality of life anymore. Um, the scales, you know, thousands of uh, blood problems, blood clots, lung clots, leg clots, hemorrhages, thrombocytopenia, um, thousands of brain problems, strokes, uh, so many kinds of heart attacks, encephalies, uh, so many neurological events. But now I'm going to, Fast forward. So these are horrifically damaging, and they knew, and they kept going. Now I'm going to fast forward, and the CDC didn't tell you any of this, right? There are like four side effects they admit to: fever, chills. You know, you may feel fatigued. Um, and the the CDC and the FDA simply lied about so many things. Oh, pardon me. Google owns Facebook, right? So hang on. Um, we're
0: gonna this is a this is a cliffhanger, folks. Going to go to a break. Plenty more. We'll be right back with Naomi Wolf. The book is The Bodies of Others. Every part of you was in your song. Now we will carry on. Welcome back. I'm talking to Naomi Wolf. The book is The Bodies of Others. Naomi, uh, you were just about to make a big point. We went to a break. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, thank you. So in addition to all these horrific, I mean, just ruining human beings and recent data has shown that um, disabilities. This is Ed Dowd, the former BlackRock uh, hedge fund manager, has shown that disabilities are up catastrophically among working age Americans, And if you've seen the Pfizer documents, you know exactly why. Um, but let's uh, fast forward to what's most disturbing to me. Um, what's most disturbing to me is in the Pfizer documents, and we now have about 10 reports about this uh, by our experts. There's a 360 degree attack on human reproduction, and it's highly intentional. So it's everything from, We were assured that the lipid nanoparticles, which are an industrial fat covered in polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct, right, that's in the mRNA injections. We were told by all the spokespeople that they stay in the injection site. But that's a lie. And Dr. Robert Chandler, a very distinguished volunteer of ours who uh, has treated the Lakers and the Angels, he's a sports medicine expert, he's a peer reviewer, he found from the Pfizer documents that these materials leave the injection site. And go to every organ in your body within 15 minutes. Um, But they accumulate in certain organs. And it's not just the the lipid nanoparticles. It's the spike protein, which is toxic, and the mRNA. They accumulate in your spleen, your adrenals, your liver. But if you're a woman, they accumulate in your ovaries. And what's so disturbing, remember, I was deplatformed a year ago and attacked globally for accurately saying that women were having horrible problems with their menstrual cycles. Well, these industrial fats covered in a petroleum byproduct are lodging in the ovaries. But Dr. Chandler found that they accumulate in the ovaries like that, but they don't have a mechanism to leave the body that he could see, not in the price documents, which means the first injection they accumulate. This The second injection, remember the primary course is two injections, they accumulate more Then your first booster, even more lipid fatty, you know, hard fats coated in petroleum are lodging in your ovaries and with the second booster even more and so on. Um, And the ovaries are not just regulating women's hormones and regulating the menses. The ovaries have the ova, and you only have so many eggs that you're born with if you're a woman. And as Dr. James Thorpe, a fetal maternal medicine specialist, said, we don't even know if those eggs are going to survive at this point if they're so packed with lipid nanoparticles. Well, let me go on. The lipid nanoparticles are designed to cross every membrane in the human body. So they cross the blood-brain barrier. Which could explain the brain changes that a lot of people are noticing in vaccinated people. But leaving that aside, we were told, sworn, pregnant women should get the injection because the injection cannot cross the placenta. That was a lie and they knew it. The injection, the lipid materials cross the placenta and they enter the fetal environment. And there they are causing problems. For fetuses and for pregnant women, um, Dr. Jim Thorpe showed an ultrasound that he sees frequently of this netting of calcifications uh, around the placenta and even a blood clot. And the, the calcifications are caused, he believes, by the inflammation from the lipid nanoparticles. But that placenta is compromised. And so uh, midwives and, and nurses uh, say that they're delivering babies early from vaccinated mothers because the placentas can't support delivering a baby at full term. Um, Dr. Thorpe is seeing, and we're seeing this around the world, compromised babies of vaccinated moms, babies born with chromosomal abnormalities, with fetal al- abnormalities. Now, how can
0: a chromosomal abnormality be the result of something like that? I mean, that is an astonishing thing that you just said. Can you say more about that?
1: Yeah, I'm quoting Dr. Thorpe. I don't. We don't see these in the... Um, in the Pfizer documents, I haven't seen a report about this. This is what he says. Uh, but, but one of our reports does show, and this has become accepted that we were told that these injections don't affect your DNA, but they do affect your DNA. Um, that's so that's it.
0: I, I want to continue along this line, but just have to ask in the middle of it. Um, so are, are you saying that some of this was intended by someone? And if so, by whom?
1: I mean, I'll, I'll skip ahead if you like, but uh, I, I do need to note, if I may, that there's a baby die off now in vaccinated countries, uh, doubling of the neonatal deaths in Scotland. 34% up in, in, a, in one part of Israel and 86 babies dead when usually they have five or six in um, in Ontario, according to a doctor there. And Igor Chudov has documented a global drop in birth rates. I, I could go on and on with the horrors around the production. I, I, I
0: want you to. I'm just interrupting just parenthetically to ask it? who in the world could be behind these things and why.
1: I will tell you exactly because I, I found out exactly who. So my original research found that these uh, BioNTech injections, which is a subsidiary of Pfizer that makes the mRNA vaccines, have a memorandum of understanding with Fosun Pharmaceutical in Shanghai, which is owned by the Chinese Communist Party and which in turn owns a big chunk of Sinopharm, which is the Chinese Communist Party's state pharmaceutical entity. Um, Fosun Pharma created a billion doses. Uh, they they're not using this injection in China. So where were those doses going to go? I suspected where they were going to go. But then I confirmed it. Fosun Pharma opened two manufacturing plants and distribution plants in the United States in 2021. Uh, Fosun Pharma USA in Boston, Massachusetts, and in Princeton, New Jersey. So now in we, 2021, also the SEC filing shows a tech transfer 100% okay. complete from hang, BioNTech to
0: Hang on, folks. We've got much more. This is vitally important. We'll be back with Naomi Wolf. The
1: one you know by. Don't
0: you ever ask them why. If they told you, you would cry. So just look at them inside. Hey there, folks, talking to Naomi Wolf. So, Naomi, um, just to focus the point here, you're uh, suggesting uh, that the Chinese communists intended to harm and kill uh, non-Chinese through these vaccines. Yes or no?
1: Well, I'm a reporter, so I don't jump ahead of the evidence right so what i'm telling you that i know is that these injections are now the ip has been 100 percent transferred the sec filing of 2021 says that the ip of these injections of BioNTech, meaning pfizer are transferred to china it doesn't say a chinese individual it doesn't say a chinese company it says to china the country of china So now in 2022, if you get a Pfizer injection, you're getting an injection that is overseen, manufactured and distributed under the ownership of China, which is our existential adversary in a totalitarian regime that kills its own people, harvests organs from its own people. Um, So that I know. And I also know that there are catastrophic levels of harm in the Pfizer documents particularly, and I didn't even finish the evidence, but I can go back to it. Please particularly do. Particularly in basically sterilizing the next generation and um, unmanning them in particular. And I can get to that if you like. But the final piece of evidence that's very important is of the table, the database of adverse events in the Pfizer documents, the overwhelming majority are in North America and the next biggest tranche are in Western Europe in, in descending order of importance politically of those countries, Great Britain, France, then Italy, Spain, Greece, and so on. And of all the other 50-plus countries, this injection was rolled out. There were only 7,000 adverse events. So, the, the, so basically, I'm telling you as a reporter, we have China owning the IP. Uh, we have China in alliance with the World Economic Forum, in alliance with Bill Gates, in alliance with big tech. All of these guys are invested in this injection, the WFEF has said, you know, they want to, um, well, I should say the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has a long history of wanting to control reproduction, um, wanting to, uh, you know, investing in finding out ways new technologies to control reproduction. But we know that China is our adversary, and we have this disproportionate impact of these Adverse events and the sterilization uh, on Western Europe and North America. So, again, I'm a journalist. I don't have a letter from Xi Jinping saying, you know, I want to take out North America and Western Europe by these injections, but I am a political consultant. I see the world through a geopolitical lens. I'm married to someone who spent 12 years in military intelligence who would inform me about the importance of China and China's intention of, you know, mastering the world and becoming the the world's hegemon through medical uh, hegemony, essentially, of the rest of the world in genetic hegemony. And so I think there's more investigation needs to be done. But all the evidence to me, especially with the reproductive harms and the studying of how to mess up reproduction, really, how to mess up men, how to mess up women, it to me, it suggests that this is a bioweapon.
0: Okay. It suggests to you that it's a bioweapon, and from what I have heard, it suggests to me that it's a bioweapon. Who is talking about this? Because if this is true or possibly true, it seems true, but even if it's just possibly true, it would seem to me that anyone with a half a soul would say, we need to talk about this. Nothing is more important than that. Who is daring to talk about this?
1: Well, Eric, you are. That's, I'm holding up one hand because that's how many people are daring to talk about it with a national platform. You are, um, uh, I think that Tucker Carlson is, Steve Bannon has been relentless in offering me a platform and, you know, half of my volunteers come from his supporters, his, his audience. Uh, he's been a, a, an absolute staunch supporter of this discussion, um, you know, a handful of other podcasts. And otherwise, all the people I've written for for 35 years, it's crickets. Um, This should be front page news on The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post. Uh, And it's not as if anyone has um, uh, undone or or proved wrong the work of these uh, these volunteers. You know, these these reports stand. They are they are unassailable, Um, but they're not being reported on this biggest story Probably, of humanity is not being reported on, and I, let me just add to that, you said that people have a hard time wrapping their brains around this, and and I, I get that. But as you know, I'm Jewish, and I'm the the granddaughter of a woman who lost nine brothers and sisters in the Holocaust. And today's Rosh Hashanah, and and you know, in our religion, you can um, the only thing you can do to break the observance of a holy day is save a life you're supposed to you're supposed to break the observance of sabbath or a holy day in order to save a life so i personally feel that i know that talking to you is saving lives right um why are the the rest of them silent i mean i guess what i would say is i think that your work on nazi germany is very important to reread right now you know we've talked about this before um the history of Nazi Germany is very important to think about right now because we're seeing the exact same mechanism. Um, You know, the bought off Nazi newspapers didn't cover people being loaded onto cattle cars. Uh, The bought off celebrities and publishers didn't, but also the bought off doctors. I mean, the the Nazi regime established itself even before 1933 in exactly the same way by buying off and there are two great books, Racial Hygiene is one of them, and The Nazi Doctors is the title of the other. They bought off professional organizations exactly like they're doing now, the AMA. And, you know, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology is not saying a word about this. They're continuing to inject women and threatening, you know, Doctors who might say to their pregnant patients, wait, wait and see. Or it's not safe enough. They're threatening them with delicensing. So basically a massive crime is underway. And at this point, I think a lot of people are silent because they're scared. A lot of people uh, in media are silent. Ha-
0: hang on, Naomi, because I want to... I just want to continue along these lines with you in, in hour two. There's, folks, there's nothing more important than this, and it's what I wrote about in my slim new book, Letter to the American Church. Exactly all of this happened before, and the church in Germany was silent. That's, that's the biggest concern. Everybody else was silent, but they were silent. We're being silent today, and it's happening now, and we can no longer be silent. There's nothing more important than this. We'll be back with Naomi Wolf. This show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Folks, welcome back. We're in hour two with Naomi Wolf. Naomi, uh, we were just talking uh, at the end of the last hour about how this could happen, how people could be silent. And what we have to say over and over and over and over is that these things have happened before. In Germany in the 30s, many good people. Chose to look the other way. They said, "Well, I don't really want my neighbor to think I'm not on board." You know, with uh, being a patriotic German or whatever it was, people were willing to keep their mouths shut to go along a little bit more to prevent somebody thinking that uh, they they might be uh, hostile to whatever narrative was being peddled. It is precisely the same. Today And if you want to demonize the Nazis, like Daniel Goldhagen did, speaking as a a German, I should say, to demonize the Germans, you cannot say that the Germans were uniquely evil. That's like saying the Jews were uniquely evil. We believe that all human beings have the capacity for evil. And so we look at a civilized nation in the early 30s, civilized, educated, largely Christian, that did not uh, have the courage— to stand up in the face of evil. And today, precisely the same thing is happening. And and Naomi, our classmates, people who have gone to all these Ivy League schools who populate places like the wall street journal, uh, and the New York times and the New Yorker and the Atlantic, they refuse to talk about this. And you have to say, why do they refuse? Why do they have to demonize those who would raise the objections that you're raising, uh, so vitally in your book and in the things you're writing about, it's no different. They are afraid of being thought ill of by their peers. That is their ultimate value. And right now people are being killed because other people are being silent.
1: I I agree with you, which is again, all the more reason I'm so grateful for your courage. I just have to say this. It's not trivial. You know, that you, you got, you, you took a hit and you're still you know, giving me a platform. But um, since this began, uh, the cost of seeing what's happening has gone up and up. Um, And I think that's a factor in this silence. I mean, you know, we do see, our our classmates are kind of the worst offenders, right? Right now it's, it's really, you know, red state, purple state, America and working people who are being super brave and, and telling their neighbors, you know, trying to resist the police, the firefighters, you know, taking action against uh, these, these um, coercive mandates, um, trying to bring some truth to this, the discussion. Um, it's our, our classmates and our demographic, if you like, a cultural demographic that's colluding overwhelmingly and our institutions that are, and I wrote a Substack about this, um, about how, you know, these people who seem so pretty and well-educated and nice turn out to be monsters and barbarians when it comes to enabling and condoning um, what is turning out to be a massive, massive crime. Uh, but additionally, as more is revealed, there's more reason for them to be silent because they're now like complicit in a massive crime, right? I mean, a poor Montevilli of the New York Times blocked me when I kept saying, where are the studies that show this is safe for pregnant women? And she kept promoting and promoting and promoting pregnant women being injected. Um, that's the New York Times. Right. So, you know, that's that's a criminal action. It may be or a civil action. Well, they- I mean, all these people who have, you know, YouTube who kicked you off when I accurately said women are being hurt. Their fertility is being hurt. Their menses are being harmed um, all those women could have causes of action. I mean, we're suing Twitter. We're, we're, you know, taking action. These attorneys general took action against the White House, you know, so there's we're in a deeply contested legal territory that's only just beginning. And if it shows that these people stood by and and they did um, promoting something that killed people, well, the 250 volunteer lawyers we have working with us have seen so much crime crime in the Pfizer documents, fraud, but also RICO violations, battery, coercion. Um, I mean, neglect. I mean, so many causes of action, both civil and criminal. So what's easier to say, oh, Naomi Wolf is crazy. Eric Metaxas is crazy. Uh, Or to say, oh, my God, I might not just have colluded to save my mortgage. I might have killed children. You know, what what do people unconsciously choose? And the last thing that's also ratcheting up, and this is so mirroring uh, the early 30s, is that the cost of speaking out gets higher and higher. Um, Peter Navarro was put in leg irons. Uh, Steve Bannon faces, you know, legal problem after legal problem. Um, you know, I have to hire lawyers to 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 fight the White House. You know, people know I have to hire lawyers to fight the White House. All of my contacts know now that the White House colluded with Twitter to silence me people like you might not be deterred but other people might be like well let's not do business with Naomi Wolf because then the White House might go after us as well this is exactly how the Nazis solidified power so we are made examples of right and the cost keeps getting higher and higher so of course just like in Nazi Germany I didn't see my neighbor being dragged into uh you know into a, a basement by the the SS I just didn't see it um that it and then lastly, you have the, the actual mental illness or cult behavior that's been documented by other commentators like Matthias Desmet, um, which is real. I mean, it's like a cult belief system in which it's more, it's more effective to just um, annihilate us than to threaten the uh, fake reality that has taken hold in the group consciousness.
0: It, it It's... It's mind-blowing. Again, you know, I, I think sometimes people are very foolish in thinking that evil is going to work the same way twice. The way it happened in Germany, um, we know that it happened. Uh, we know how it happened, but we could never imagine that it would happen in the same way so that it would be very easy for us to say, oh, it's exactly the same thing. Um, you know, it morphs, uh, it evolves into something uh, more effective, more devastating, uh, more uh, under the radar. Um, obviously, uh, today, all kinds of voices say, "Oh, it's it's Christian nationalists or something like that." I'm thinking, yeah, I, I I know I know a lot of people who love America. They're not the problem. They tend to be speaking against this kind of thing. People who don't love America, who are maybe globalists. They don't have a problem with this. It, it, it's, it's fascinating to me uh, to see people, in a sense, just take the bait and go along with the narrative that's being promoted, not being critical thinkers, not being willing to think outside the box. And Naomi, I just have to say, you know, when you're quoting all this stuff about the harms that have been reported, those are only the ones that have been reported, I guarantee you there are innumerable people. They're just suffering quietly, but no no one knows that they haven't been the same since they got these injections and or no one cares or no one's reported it. They've been to doctors, but it's not reported. And I think that that's what's so fascinating to me is that I think a lot of people are living with this and that when they hear someone like you or me or Steve Bannon, whoever's talking about this, talk about this, they're glad to have what they see being affirmed because it's not being mirrored back to them again in the mainstream media. You talked about – go ahead, sorry.
1: No, I was just going to say it's absolutely tragic that it's come to this, that um, our entire medical establishment is so corrupted that literally on getter every day, people write to me and say, my daughter-in-law has this, my niece has this. My father just died of this is that in the Pfizer documents and poor Amy Kelly, our, our project director has to do a search uh, using this excellent tool that volunteer created that lets her search. And then she'll have to come back on and say, yes, this is there's so much of this in the Pfizer documents. Yes, this is in the Pfizer documents. Um, like we are not medical doctors and we're literally telling people what happened to them based on hidden information that their own doctors will not tell them.
0: Again, the idea that doctors, I mean, we, we talked about journalists basically uh, selling their souls. They're supposed to care about truth. They're supposed to be truth tellers. Doctors, we cannot dream that doctors would forget that their primary duty uh, is to do no harm Uh, Is to care for their patients. So we're living in a new reality, and um, part of the reason it's hard for people to get their head around it is because, again, the mainstream media doesn't talk about it. So when they do hear about it, they think, "Well, that can't be right. I would have heard more about that." Folks, uh, we're talking to Naomi Wolf, uh, and we will continue the conversation. The book is *The Bodies of Others*. I hope you'll get a copy. *The Bodies of Others* by Naomi Wolf. Get a rhythm when you get the blues. Come on, get a rhythm when you get the blues. Get a rock and roll feeling in your bones. Put taps on your toes. Get gone, get a Folks, welcome back. Talking to Naomi Wolf. Um, the book is The Bodies of Others. So, Naomi, you know, you're saying things like, you know, one of the greatest crimes ever committed. I mean, literally, that's true, what, what you're saying. So it would seem to me that uh, if we retain uh, our liberties, which, of course, is a question. We're in a war now. But if we retain our liberties, that there will be class action suits, that, there w- that these people have to be held to account, they have done genuinely evil things. They have abdicated their most uh, fundamental duties uh, to other human beings, uh, not to say to themselves. And where where is that? In other words, do you do you have any idea whether there are folks rising up and saying that you know we we have been betrayed by those we trusted, and we need to to talk about that?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, there are individual leaders in Congress and in the European Parliament. We've actually been invited to speak to the European Parliament by two parliamentarians. Um, There's a lot of uh, commitment on the Republican side to investigate these issues, you know, if they uh, attain a majority after midterms. But I take all of this with a grain of salt, because pharma can buy off the new regime, just like they bought off the old regime. And this uh, contamination of leadership is global. It's not one party. It's not one nation. It's a global script. Um, individuals are, are are rising up at a community level. There's incre- like moms, you know, Moms for Liberty. There's, you know, the Children's Health Defense, um, Health Freedom Defense Fund. I mean, there are all these little local groups who are saying, no, you're not going to, you know, they're fighting so hard against horrific bills like the one in a uh, six bills actually on Newsom's desk in California that would let, teenagers be injected without their parents' knowledge. You know, I mean, absolutely horrific things. Uh, But I think it's, how can I put it? Yes, there's activity, and I'm really proud to be part of the resistance here, right, in the United States. And the United States is probably better off than most places because we have more independent media, people like you, than most other countries do. But I I think I'm going to shift gears a little bit now because you're someone I can do this with. I almost think that the scale of this crime and the scale of the reckoning is going to have to be bigger than that. Um, the, the, the scale of this crime broke every civil society institution, right? It broke journalism, it broke medicine, it broke politics, it broke science. Um, I think that we're being faced as a, so sure, there could be, you know, truth and reconciliation committees uh, if there's change in leadership, but I, I don't think that's what this moment is actually demanding of us. I honestly, every day, I believe more and more and more that we're in some sort of weird biblical moment in which there is a great spiritual reckoning taking place that we're only beginning to understand. Because the more I see of this crime, and especially the more I see of the targeting of babies, and the targeting of breast milk, and the targeting of the act of human sexual intercourse, right, where love is communicated, right? These 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 papers show that they drilled down into, you know, male sexuality, female sexuality in this unbelievably creepy way to ruin it, right? To They poisoned breast milk. You know, they poisoned that first primal uh, expression of maternal love to a baby. Um, you know, they damaged the placenta, that sacred space, right? But just big picture, I think that things are coming together in a kind of cosmic way that is beyond quotidian human understanding to force us to choose, right? We're being forced to choose. No one can be in the middle anymore, right? Either you're going along with this great, great evil, or you're standing up kind of for basic human decency. You could also call that God's will. You could also call that the divine. You could, you know, and you're speaking up for like the, the human being made in the image of God in our tradition, right? In the Judeo and Christian tradition. So, Uh, That's what I think is, 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 is happening. And I don't understand it on a secular level, but every day it's like these waters are receding and this situation has been presented to humanity by the cosmos. You know, who knows by whom, right? In which we are either with Satan or we're with God. And, you know, well, either- I mean, but
0: that's the thing is that you get to a point where logic demands that you go there. That's what I find so fascinating. In other words, that this is this is not the kind of thing. I mean, uh, you, you're, you're right uh, when you, you know, I mentioned, you know, class action lawsuits. But that just seems so small when, when you're thinking of the scope, the horror of, of what we're talking about. Um, and you know, it it would be like somebody asking, "So do you so do you think they capture Hitler? Should he do community service?" You know, like right. we're talking about. Really, uh, the word is evil. These aren't just crimes, folks. This is how do you how do you see it when people go to war uh, against the most fundamental. Things in our, in our in our lives, uh, the idea of uh, families being able to have children, uh, and, and and so much, and that's why your book, uh, Naomi. I want to be clear: it's the bodies of others, the new authoritarians, COVID nineteen, and the war against the human. That's what we're talking about because this does seem to be diabolical, and you always wonder. I mean, it seemed to C.S. Lewis uh, in the final book in the space, uh, his so-called space trilogy. Um, he writes something that prophetically feels like this. It's so dark, it's so creepy, and it's kind of unimaginable to us. Uh, we can we can imagine the death camps. We can imagine. There's certain right. things in history that we can now imagine, but th- this is something that uh, it, it's so dark that you have to wonder how it's possible. When when you say that uh, they um, uh, in in designing the vaccine. Uh, that you're, I, I think you're saying that they knew that they were targeting these things, that this was intentional. Who, who would be doing that? I just want to see if I can get some clarity. Cause that's never clear to me. Well,
1: I mean, when I say, you know, as always, I'm going to be super conservative and say, as a journalist, I don't have a diary. Of course. Of the people right. this. I have evidence of the crime. Right. So when I say it's intentional, I mean, they, the Pfizer documents show that they told men participating in the internal trials not to have intercourse with women of childbearing age to abstain completely, or if they did to use a condom and another effective birth control method. And they, Pfizer defined exposure to vaccine as including sexual intercourse, especially at the moment of conception and skin contact and inhalation. So they knew that something bad was transmitted through male ejaculate, basically through men ejaculating into women, or through the conception of a baby with a vaccinated man. Wild, um, so
0: Pfizer was aware of of that. Uh, they
1: designed that. They designed that protocol. Okay. Yes, they knew and they kept going. So th- um, they didn't end that. I mean, I have to say. You know, Amy Kelly's uh, two recent videos in which she, she demonstrates the evidence that the lipid nanoparticles go into the testes of little boys and even fetal baby boys and, and ruin the kind of factory of masculinity in the testes, which is the Sertoli cells and the Leydig cells, so as to compromise masculinity itself. And then her second video that showed that there's severe injury to the penis in the records of the Pfizer. I mean, document. again, the
0: fact that the, that the mainstream media is not even touching on this it's it's right? absolutely astonishing. You know, I can only assume that there's somebody out there listening to this. Who's a journalist uh, who maybe doesn't have our point of view on this. And I would say to them, have you a soul? Have you any soul? Do you not care about truth? It's absolutely astonishing to me how many people look the other way. This is what we've been talking about We know they did it in Germany and we condemn them (laughs) from some position of moral superiority. We condemn them for having been silent when we are going through exactly the same thing Uh, as we go to the break. Right. We've just got seconds left here. I'm sorry. This is the 10. I I just want to say, Naomi, that my um, my new book It's called Letter to the American Church. I have to say without any question, I, I lay the blame Uh, uh, with, with the churches because they have been silent. It is absolutely no different. If anyone should have no fear about speaking the truth. It's those people who claim to believe that Jesus defeated death on the cross and therefore they do not fear anything. That's what Christians are supposed to believe. If you believe in the God of the Bible, you're supposed to worry about what he thinks about how you behave, by what you say, by what you don't say. And so we're we're living in this just astonishing moment where some people are realizing it's so bad, I need to say something, I need to find People uh, who are willing to have this conversation. But there are other people that just say, I don't care. It's not my problem. I have my own problems. So I just want to urge anybody listening, folks, this is your problem. If you don't speak up when you have an opportunity, you are guilty. The guilt falls on you. We're going to be right back uh, talking to Naomi Wolf. The book is The Bodies of Others The New Authoritarians, COVID 19, and the War Against the Human. Folks, welcome back. Talking to Naomi Wolf. Folks, I just want to ask you, please share this interview. Uh, we'll post it on Rumble. If you go to ericmetaxas.com and you get the newsletter, we'll share it with you. But you've got to share this because we are in desperate times. It's astonishing how little we hear about things like this, which simply couldn't be more important. Um, Naomi, you talk about, uh, we've been talking about the vaccine, whatever, but you, you, you talk about the human, right? And uh, how... Uh, the masks, uh, the the distancing, all of this stuff that has come upon us, which, to my mind, was absolutely unthinkable before two years ago. I mean, I just – I don't think anybody, almost no one could ever imagine a world where we would have experienced this and we'd be in the middle of all this kind of thing. So it, it does seem strangely to be a war against the human. You talk about the masks. You can't see someone smile. You can't it, – it, it's just – again, uh, I, I find no other word. It seems to me demonic. It seems satanic, yeah. uh, and evil and horrifying.
1: Yeah. Uh, and kind of, I think also a cult. I mean, I, I was reluctant to reach that conclusion, but there's, there's so much that's ritualistic about the masking and the distancing and the, even people's willingness. I keep thinking of Moloch, you know, or Amalek in the Bible. Um, the sacrifice of children, you know, the fact that parents are just offering up their children to an experimental injection when, you know, before 2020 would sentient parents have, have done that? Um, yeah, that is my kind of spiritual theory of the case that these, um, the, the shape that these directives took really has to be satanically directed because it's aimed at every level of where God comes into our lives. Right, family, smiling, laughing, music, worship, love. I mean, why am I sitting here talking? Like, I'm very happy to be talking to you, but it's Rosh Hashanah. I'd like to worship in a synagogue, but I can't because the synagogue I was part of, Chevre Synagogue in Great Barrington, won't let people in today if they are not vaccinated. Today, 2022, right? Two and a half years after this, you know, after the president says it's not a state of emergency, there's surely money there, but there's also Satan there, right? And I'm saying, like Old Testament Satan, the accuser, the 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 spiritual obstacle to people gathering in worship. You know, all the way along, it's been churches, synagogues, places where people worship and experience or invoke the spirit of the divine that has have been targeted. Um, and and they tried to kill the church. Um, they tried to kill synagogues. They've done so largely. So. I, you know, I've said to you before, Jews don't have a very developed um, tradition of Satan or of hell, but, but there, it, there are these moments in the Old Testament where something really bad is going to happen to humanity, uh, an opposition, you know, whether it's Noah's Ark or whether it's the Tower of Babel or the story of Esther or even, you know, or all the prophets who are like, wake up you know, we're going to be smitten. Our enemies are going to be upon us. Our land is going to be blighted. You know, there's not going to be one stone standing upon another. This happens over and over again in the Old Testament. And it often turns out to be true, right? These guys were right, which I don't really understand. But the point is, you know, this is not our first rodeo, right? Like, there are no guarantees as human beings. God has said to us, clearly, you know, this is how I want you to live, right? We got the Ten Commandments. Then we got Jesus if you know if you go that route. You know, we got all the religions of the world. They all have the same basic message. You know, love each other, take in the orphan, don't cheat people, don't lie. And and so here we are at the abyss, right? And we're faced with a moment like this again. And just because it hasn't happened in our lifetime doesn't mean there haven't been many instances where God said, All right, you know what? I'm done with this. There's gonna be a giant flood. Or you know I'm done with this. Well, no, you know, but this
0: is what. What's so funny is funny is you know it's, it's a yeah it's a hoot it's a scream. I don't mean funny in that sense, but w- what's just it's so deeply ironic or or powerful uh, is that every time people say. It can't happen to us. So, you know, again, all you have to do is look at Nazi Germany. This was not, you know, you don't have to go back into biblical times, but human nature doesn't change. But you see people say, well, but not not here. Like this time, you know, you're just, Naomi, you're crazy. Eric, you're crazy. All these people just don't, don't listen to them. Just keep going along. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But we have the historical record. No, it's not fine. The meteor does strike. Millions of Jews are murdered. These things happen. And but we think, well, it can't happen here because it hasn't happened in the last 10 minutes. Everything's fine. And so but I do believe, Naomi, just to uh, end on a hopeful note, I think a lot of people are waking up uh, and it is your uh, obvious intention and my intention to wake up people up to say folks this is serious it involves you personally if you are silent you are part of the problem you are allowing evil to harm beautiful human beings uh, that God loves and that you're commanded to love. And so none of us can say, it doesn't concern me. It concerns all of us. Uh, and it's why I uh, say to folks, you've, you've got to do what you can do. We can all do different things. We all have different voices and different opportunities and things, and we do w- what we can. Um, Naomi, it's, uh, it's just so refreshing uh, to hear you talk about these things. And there are so few that are talking about these things. Uh, it, it's just absolutely bizarre. We've we've just got uh, a few seconds left, so I just want to end by saying thank you. And and I want uh, everybody again, folks. The book is "The Bodies of Others" by Naomi Wolf. But do whatever you. Can do. This is uh, evil that we're dealing with right now. It becomes clear and clear every day. This is not a political problem or it's not a misunderstanding. This is something really horrific. Uh, and this is a glorious moment in which to stand for truth and speak out for truth. Naomi Wolf, God bless you. And thanks Thank for you. being with us.
1: Thank you so much, Eric. You too and your audience. Thank you.
0: wasn't